Hi everyone, welcome to B-Roll. My name's Anthony, I'm your host, and this is Chris. He'll be the co-host today. I am Chris, the co-host. <laughs> All right, Chris, what movie did we uh, what movie did we watch for today's episode? We watched a movie called Occupation, or at least that's what it that's what it's called on Netflix. But it's not Saban's Occupation. <laughs> no, uh, just Occupation. Occupation on Netflix. Before we give our initial thoughts, do you want to read the Netflix blurb? Yeah. When aliens take over their small Australian town, a modest group of survivors must unite to fend off their otherworldly intruders. Yeah. That's actually probably the closest Netflix blurb. The most (laughs) accurate one we've heard so far. I got the IMDb one up. It's a little longer. It says, a small group of town residents have to band together after a devastating ground invasion. As they struggle to survive, they realize they must stay one step ahead of their attackers and work together for a chance to strike back. Mm. Mm, I think there's a, there's a, I might be wrong, but there might be an erroneous comma in there. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't think that's within the realm of film review. Fair enough. Um, for y'all who are tuning in for the first time, hi, mom. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> the way we start this is we like to give our, our initial thoughts on whether you should watch the movie, not watch the movie, whether we liked it or not. Uh, well, then we're going to break down the plot probably a little too much and then give some final review, final thoughts on, on everything that uh, that went on. Yeah, there are spoilers in this beginning portion. Yes. So if, for, if for whatever reason you haven't seen this movie yet, yet you want to see the movie, stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't stop listening. Stop wanting to watch the movie. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you, since you've already started, uh, what did you think about the movie? You want to know what I thought about this movie? I don't, but I asked it because you've made me get on this podcast and ask you. <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie, bro. Oh, man. Jeez. I don't think I've ever laughed out loud like... In the other movies that we've watched, there are moments in which I have laughed. A moment of genuine humor. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, that's that's kind of funny. Like, I've watched some movies so many times that if I see something like in the scene that I've noticed before, I'll giggle or you know give a snort. But this movie made me laugh out loud just because there were parts of it that were so bad. So you're laughing at the movie. <laughs> yes, I was laughing at the movie, not with the movie. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> this is a um, this is a sci-fi movie that takes place, I think, almost entirely in Australia. I assume. I don't know what the forests look like in Australia, but they looked. Oh no! It was sim- filmed entirely in Australia. It okay, does say good. that in the then the credits. That's not important. <laughs> this is. I don't even want to call this like a popcorn flick. It's kind of like like a bad pulp movie Mm. i don't know Mm. i just i had a lot of problems with this movie i felt for one there were way too many characters they end with less characters i just there's a lot of there's a lot of strings Mm -hmm. and i i feel like it was unnecessary sure but how about you so same if you google this movie the little the little preview on on your, your search engine 
gives you an IMDb rating of 5.4 out of 10. I think it's generous. If you click on IMDb, it's telling me 5.1 out of 10. Oh. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, <laughs> what? both of those are too high. Oh, man. They're too high. I, I will say it is a little popcorny. It is a little too long. It sets itself up as a character film at the beginning. It does, I thought, a pretty decent job of setting up all these relationships. And you're like, man, how are they going to handle this? Oh, they're just going to ignore all of their previous relationships and move on to a whole other <laughs> other thing. And we're going to red dawn some aliens. Yeah, I have that written down. Yeah, so don't don't watch this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Let's... this is just a, a bad Red Dawn movie. <laughs> and when we say bad Red Dawn, we mean even worse than the other Red Dawn. <laughs> There's two of them now, though, There's right? There's two of them, yes. <laughs> Both of them are better than this. Like, go watch the Hemsworth Red Dawn movie instead. Or don't. Do something completely yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have a question to sure. start off. Is this better or worse than 3022? I want to say better. Um, yeah. And for one reason, I feel like there's more stuff that happens in this movie yes. that can be explained Yeah. W- without saying this person's an idiot. That, that that's, that's why I think this movie's slightly better than 3022. I, th- I think it's better as well, mostly because there are things happening. Okay. There's action sequences. They're pushing the plot along. It doesn't know what type of movie it wants to be, but at least it, it has a semi-coherent plot that you can understand with your discount Destiny bad guys. I think they're wearing the armor from the last movie we watched. It actually kind of reminded me of Hellgate London. I don't know if you remember that game, Hellgate I London. No, I don't think oh. I do. Okay, I will post a picture in our Discord. I felt the armor was very reminiscent oh. of the cover art for this game. The, well, the face of the armor looks straight out of Halo. Yeah. There is a Halo 4 or 5 helmet, one of the two or both. It looks very, very similar. I mean, it looks like that. I mean, the aliens in this movie, first off, they're flying around. They look like the saucers from Independence Day. And they're walking around in medieval-looking armor with some glowy bits. And then the one has a cloak. Uh, and then the leader is, as all leaders are, overweight. <laughs> I thought he was just bigger. Like, not even no. necessarily overweight, just bigger. And then no. there's... Uh, he's taller, for sure, but he's definitely got a beer belly going on, Well, man. yeah, like, there's a section, and you'd see it. There's, like, a cross-section, like, cut of him. And it's just <sighs> like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Do you want to break down this plot? <laughs> Fudge. Um, I, I actually, you know... Tradition says that we have to. So, this is a movie that opens up with something that I have not had in a while, but Ronald Reagan in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a famous speech where he talks about war being um, an alien thing amongst humans, which I don't know if Ronnie is, he probably didn't pay attention in history class, but. War is not something that is alien to humanity. We will kill each other for little reason. Yeah. May 29th of 2020, there's some stuff that's going on right now uh, that definitely 
just tells Ronald he's an idiot in this particular sense. Yeah, it's a good speech. I mean, I get he's trying to... It, it doesn't matter. Who knows what uh, he's no, trying to do? It's just like this movie. Who knows what it's trying to do? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great speech. It definitely puts in place... It sets the tone, I guess, of the movie. Our first actual scene of anything is a stop sign. And it's being held by a man who answers to the name of Matt... Um, he walks yeah. over to a truck. Well, you skipped the best part already. What? He's day drinking. He is oh. a construction. He's a roadside <laughs> construction worker, with a holding the stop sign in front of cars, and he is drinking from a flask openly. There is there's people all around, and maybe this is an Australian thing. <laughs> Y'all have to tell me how this works. But uh, if you day drink, you usually try to hide it. <laughs> And the thing is, he doesn't have a, he doesn't drink for the rest of the film. There is no he doesn't have a drinking problem. He has some other issues, but he doesn't have a drinking problem. So this just set up his character unnecessarily. I was like, oh, this guy's an alcoholic, right there. <laughs> Fair enough. He's gonna get in a car in four minutes. He was just <laughs> drinking from a flask out in the sun. Uh, sorry. When I said you skipped the best part, I meant you skipped a part. Carry on. <laughs> there are no best parts of this movie. He walks over to a vehicle uh, from which he is being yelled at. We find out immediately that um, if you haven't already noticed that they are in Australia, if you didn't like get the shot of the opera house, a man is sitting on the other side of the car. If you are not from England or Scotland or Japan or Australia, most of the He's time. He's sitting he, on the right side. Yeah, they sit on the um, incorrect side, I guess. <sighs> His, Start an uh, argument. <laughs> the guy's name in the, the truck is Arnold, and they actually call these things Utes. I don't know if you knew that, but most of the time they called trucks Utes over there. I did not know that. He, his crotchety, he keeps talking about how he's lived here for over 50 years. This construction's taking forever. You know how construction can get. I, I related immediately to the way oh, this yes. guy felt sitting there at he a stop like sign. said like 40 some odd minutes he'd been sitting there? Yeah, happened. That has happened in real yes. life to me. <laughs> he like kind of blows him off he's like yeah i gotta talk to my supervisor and then he just bails fantastically fantastically hands the sign to a co-worker and says hey arnold's giving away free, giving away free food i gotta go and then just gets in his car and bounces yeah i thought it was great we're in our next scene uh matt is driving in a, a completely different well i think it's the same vehicle it looks like a ford suv of some kind or truck, I didn't really pay attention, but he has another man in the vehicle with him. Another... We, just, we just have an unintentional product placement? Sure. Are we, sp are we sponsored by Ford now? I mean, my wife, never mind. Ooh. So as it turns out, this guy is driving this guy to a job. As it turns out, he's the younger brother of Matt's. It's never really established, but his paramour. Right. We assume his wife. Well, I never I never see any jewelry, but this, fair, this fair. kid... He reaches into the back to grab Matt some a pill bottle, and he sees cleats uh, and a flag, and he's like, oh, are you going to play tonight? And he's like, yeah. And then he starts uh, kind of talking mess to him. Matt pulls just a, a power move, like just a straight-up oh, yes. power move, and he says, I, don't want to, I didn't want to tell you this about your sister, but she does this thing with her legs where they end up around my ears. And, uh <laughs> Jeez. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was like, it was, wow. It was good. Oh, the kid's making fun of him for being whipped. Apparently, and yeah. then he just turns it on him. 
Uh, that scene ends. Semi-inappropriately. <laughs> hey, man, we're all adults here. Uh, we move to a new scene, and uh, Django Fett is on screen. Yes, he is. He apparently is on a road trip with his family. He tries to get them to get out of their recreational vehicle. They just want to play on their phones. <laughs> the typical millennials. <laughs> yeah. Millennials, well, I, whatever. I technically think these are Gen Zers because they might yeah. be too young to be millennials. But the the youngest one probably, yeah. The he other has one, to maybe, text maybe not. them to get out of their vehicle. <laughs> Which is the only instance we have in this movie of someone texting or calling someone else and the messages appearing on the screen, which it happens, happens a little later. A, I guess I didn't see it. It happens a lot in other movies. Yes. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that, personally. Yeah. They go into this, I want to call it a store. Like I don't a know if it's a convenience store. He walks in and hands the guy money, but I didn't see them getting any gas. I didn't see them making any sort of purchase. Other than just mm. handing the teller, the worker money. Big plot hole. Yeah, so and, big. <laughs> and she just, <laughs> his daughter leaves. She's like, I don't want to stick around. I'll be back for dinner. And he's like, okay, we'll meet here for dinner. And she's like, okay, whatever. And then rolls. She starts walking towards what some kind of fairground. You see people setting up stalls. There's a big old banner that says, save our town. And she pulls out her phone and starts recording a vlog. Yeah. You know, she's got a post on the social. She starts saying mean things about the town and then feels bad for like a second. Which was nice, I thought. Like, yeah. it showed a little bit more depth than just your typical city slicker in the in the country town talking trash, they, looking down on everybody. Sure. Like she says some stereotypical things and then feels bad about it. I, I liked it. It was a decent touch coming from one of those country towns. I appreciated <laughs> I it. 120,000 people were not exactly No, no, not here. Town. Not here now, but fair enough. A, a vagabond. I don't want to call this person homeless. You know, I don't want to seem insensitive, but a vagrant, uh, what, what appears to be a vagrant, offers to sketch her. And she's like, oh, this doesn't. <laughs> this isn't creepy at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then as want to do, oh, I'm sorry. She shows, he actually shows her some of his art and she's like, wow, this is really good. And then as want to do, the cops show up and ruin everything. Once again, this, this guy is identified as Dennis. He doesn't have a permit to sell his art and the cop runs him away. How are you going to save your town if you, uh, you're just going to run people out, you know? Yeah. That seems kind of uh, counterproductive. Fair enough. We get a cut to a completely different scene. We are in a cafe or a restaurant of some kind. We have a character named Amelia. She appears to be a pretty decent server. She ends up talking to her mom and her brother who show up. So her name is Amelia. Her mother's name is Helen. And the brother's name is Marcus. And then Helen calls Matt a traitor because I guess he quit working at the cafe to work for the construction company building the the bypass road. Mm -hmm. uh, someone calls him out and says, oh, you're going to be playing in in the game i assume it's rugby at this at this moment i assumed it was rugby or aussie football i don't know why i thought hockey for a half second <laughs> for like like their accents are canadian no no they're not <laughs> i had a dumb moment but they call it football in, in a minute yeah but i didn't which i didn't, I didn't realize they was... would refer to rugby as football i can say that for my first positive my second positive about this movie it taught me that Australians call rugby football. Well, they also have a game called Aussie football, which is completely different from rugby and American football. Yeah, we just need to, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Helen's like, you know, are you sure that's a good idea? And he's like, yeah. And then he leaves. And then apparently the last time he played rugby, he ended up in a coma. Yeah. Uh, well, then he's been taking <laughs> pills. And I'm at, like, a, you find out really it's because of head injuries. I mean, and really the mother-in-law makes a valid point. If the last time you did a thing, you ended up in a coma, maybe don't do that thing anymore. I mean, unless I the thing know. you were trying to do was be in a coma. Fair. Then goal so, achieved. Yeah. Goal achieved. We cut again back to the fairgrounds. A mini convertible rolls up. You don't see many of these. Mm-mm. A girl in some medical-looking scrubs hops out and starts talking to a guy in some kind of athletic uniform. I think she calls him by his name, Jackson. Or, I'm sorry, some people walking by call him Jackson. On his uniform, it says drop bears. Do you yeah. Did you research that at all? I know what a drop bear is. What is it? I was lying. Oh. <laughs> so, I, it's like the same thing. It's like a gutter snipe or a jackalope. Oh. It's a hoax <laughs> that Australians really? yeah, say oh, about that's like, great. Okay. koalas that fall out of the trees and attack people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think jackalopes um, attack people. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, it's like a when I guess tourists go to Australia and they're like, yeah. "Where are you going?" And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go to the outback and see some animals." Like go to, go <laughs> to the outback. <laughs> they're like, "Well, watch out yeah. for those drop bears." And they're like, "What's a drop bear?" And it's like, "Oh, it's a koala, and it'll attack you." I, I don't know. I thought it was funny after I found out what it was. That's good. She's pregnant. Yes. They're both very happy and excited about that pregnancy. Yeah. Everyone kind of surrounds them. There's that there's that pause that you always have after a woman tells a dude that she's pregnant. There's that <laughs> awkward pause where you're like, all right, how is this could go so many ways. And it went the positive way. Went the positive way. <laughs> a bunch of other people show up around them. They all congratulate every you know, the cup the happy couple. And then there's a loud squealing noise that comes out of a radio that she turns off and everyone's very confused. We cut to a different section of this fairground, and a, there appears to be a, a politician. Apparently, the the reason why they're having this festival is because of the bypass that's being built by Matt is essentially going to bypass the city yes. or this town. I mean, that happens in real life, you know, in the quote-unquote interest of progress. Unfortunately, sometimes you got to, you know, move past things. We... <laughs> We cut to Matt in the bathroom taking some pills and looking very uncomfortable. Trying to psych himself up, yeah? Yeah, this is the moment I realized that he started, like, he has some real kind of issue. I thought he was going to, like, <laughs> well, actually, the first thing I thought was mom's spaghetti. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> a guy walks in there and he's like, hey, are you going to be all right? And then so he leaves. Apparently, he was the old captain of the rugby team and... The new captain is the guy whose significant other has just told him that she is pregnant. Yes. Apparently there's some pro scouts that are there. And sure. He wants to. Yeah. The typical sports movie moment. There's yeah. pro scouts here. Well, why are there pro scouts? You can't even. You're in the middle of nowhere. That's the whole point. No one's coming out to a charity game to scout you. But play like uh, no. it. No, that happens. That happens in, in real life. Sure. No, it does. Sure. I, I believe you. So it's not that I don't believe it, just I don't care. Fair enough. So they they end up actually playing rugby. I don't know if you've actually played rugby before or watched rugby, but it is a. I've watched a little rugby. It is a violent game. Yes, it is. I played rugby for one school year at the college I went to for one school year. 
I did not. I had fun, but I, I would never do it again. Matt and Jackson appear to have a disagreement about his play. Apparently, he's not being very good. Matt's not being very good. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he's had a traumatic brain injury. You know, who knows what's going? You know. Yeah. Things just aren't the same since the coma. <laughs> My coma's <laughs> acting up. <laughs> uh, Django Fett and his daughter. Uh, we find out that Django's name is Peter. They have some issues. She calls him out. She's like, well, you haven't been around. I think she actually says like seven years. Yeah, you can't just show back up and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Teenage, whatever. They're in the middle of their fight. The power goes out. Some explosions, red explosions, green explosions happen on the other side of a, a, a small mountain. And then some yellow lights start floating towards them. And I got to commend Arnold in this scene because he's the only one that actually takes any any initiative when the yellow lights start floating towards them, he starts backing up. <laughs> yeah, um, this whole scene is why you see giant yellow lights coming towards you. They came from the ground. Or they look like they do. They might have come from the horizon. They're coming at you. Now, your first thought probably isn't, oh man, flying saucers are coming or aliens are invading. But we've all seen footage of artillery, missile strikes and whatnot. Everyone just stands around and waits until it's yeah. it's about to hit. But you're right. He does start slowly backing up. Like he's like, groupthink is telling me to stay. But I should <laughs> but leave. My, the director my. is telling me I should stand still and stare at the sky. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense in character or in real life. My reptile brain is telling me I need to move. <laughs> my reptile uh, brain. Yeah, oh, reptile just... brain, that's great. I don't know what it is, but if I was ever in a scenario in which I saw green and red explosions, I not only saw but heard green and red explosions, then yellow lights start floating towards me, I'm not sticking around. Like, oh, there's I'm just gone. no reason. If me and you were at that fairground, and we, we, would, we were just running, and I'm sorry, if you tripped and fell and, like, twisted your ankle, shoot, I'd come back to you because you probably have the keys. But that's the only reason why, man. <laughs> Fair enough. If I was driving, you're screwed, buddy. I don't remember who <laughs> asks who, but someone's like, what is that? Like the person that they're asking knows, knows. What, what it is. is. What do you think that is? We soon find out the lights are originating from some sort of craft. Yeah. I was going to say hovering craft, but that doesn't make any sense. But it's a, it's a craft and it's hovering over them. It starts shooting at them. Yeah. Pew, 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 yep. pew. Well, it starts shooting at the ground. Sure. Django's daughter, her name is Bella. She gets knocked to the ground. She's not unconscious, but she's knocked down. Marcus, Amelia's brother, runs towards her to like help her up. We, you know, we get a lot of people panicking, running around, and then we get our first actual sight of the perpetrators. What appear to be armor-clad soldiers wielding guns walk out of this field. I think it's a, a hay field actually have it in here that resistance appears to be futile <laughs> because one of the yeah. cops tries shooting at these guys and it doesn't do any good like the bullets just ping off of them right right lots of people are dying is it Go. can i ask sure and, and even if you say no shoot the lasers or whatever the laser things shoot the ground and the ground explodes. And I see this in other independent B-movies, that type of thing, where they shoot the ground, and then the ground explodes up. So the lasers came down, or the bullets, or whatever 
glowing projectiles being shot from the sky. Comes out at like a 30 to 45 degree angle and hits the dirt or the grass. And then the grass explodes straight up, zero degrees or mm-hmm. 360, whatever that is. So it doesn't it doesn't look realistic. Like you can, it's so obvious that it's like yeah, they. Sure. I mean, like I know in in my because I'm I'm smart. I know that there's not really projectiles being flown around or what have you because it's a film. <laughs> but in my suspended my, my I can suspend disbelief pretty well. But as soon as the thing hits the thing and it explodes the wrong direction, I'm done. I I'm but, thrown out of the film. And, and I I wonder because I wondered it while watching this sequence. Is it a safety thing? That they don't put the charges sideways or at an angle or something, or is it just I, a like a, an experience type thing? It might just probably be budgetary concerns. It's probably just easier to have a smoke bomb that explodes up than having like a shaped charge that goes in a particular direction. I don't. Well, can't you just like know. prop the smoke bomb like on its side well, a little bit? I assume they bury them. Yeah. So well, you get, I have no idea. The holes don't have to be even on the bottom. Like. I, I last I last time I dug a hole, it, it was not. <laughs> What's the last time funny. you dug a hole? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this this movie had a budget of six million dollars. Okay, and five of it went to Django. <laughs> I hope he deserved it. All right, so, moving on. I'm so sorry. No, um, it's a valid. It's a valid criticism. I just it's don't. Just have an I see it. It's one you. of those things you see a lot of, and it just it's yeah. it would be maybe they just don't know. Like when they plant the explosion, they don't know what the the visual effects people are going to be doing um, yeah. with it. So uh, I don't know. Car- yeah. Carry I, on with whatever is happening. Valid criticism. No real response. I actually kind of dug the uh, the alien costumes. Did you? Their armor. I thought. I mean. At first, I was like, okay, this, these guys look menacing. Sure, All right. sure. Their helmets kind of look like discount Army of Two masks. I like this action sequence. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was good action. I mean, up to this point, I, I don't have any, uh, besides a few tropes and, of course, the explosion thing, I don't have any problems with the movie. I mean, it's just setting up, you know? Fair enough. We're just looking at the canvas, and it's just barely getting started, and now we're, now we're rolling. Everyone... Well, everyone. Matt and Amelia notice that there is a man in front of an RV looking for somebody. A bunch of the other vehicles are getting toasted, destroyed, but it's uh, it's Django. I'm just I'm gonna stop calling him Django. His name is Peter. I say that I'm gonna call him Django later. He won't leave without his wife and son, which is fair, you know. Yeah. We actually see them get rounded up by some guards or by these uh, aliens. I mean, at this point, I'm assuming they're aliens, you know. A hovering, engineless, or obviously with no obvious form of propulsion craft hovering in the sky, firing lasers. I'm just going to assume it's an alien. As rounding people up, they find Marcus, who's Amelia's little brother, Jackson, and his girlfriend. Or his, her name is Vanessa. They all load up into this RV and then take off. We actually see kind of like the first instance of people's like personality. Peter's like, I, I won't leave without my wife and son. And then Matt's like, I'll find him. You know, he's doing whatever he can to get this guy to leave right. with this vehicle. One of their teammates dies or gets shot. His name is Jimmy, I think. And uh, Jackson. Oh, yes. Yeah. One of the rugby teammates. Yeah. Runs out there to try to help him. But, you know, his SO convinces him to leave. As it turns out, this RV is just fast enough to escape. It's not too fast, but just fast enough to drive away from these aliens. 
But then we get our first instance, I don't want to say first instance, we get like our first indication that this technology that these invaders possess is not invulnerable. One of these flying crafts gets shot down by a, uh, a missile out of the sky. Yeah, a couple of jets fly by. I think those are F-18s. I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. They're whatever they were... was cheapest. Yeah. <laughs> whatever model was cheapest for the visual effects team to buy. Yeah. Or the I didn't catch a glance. Team. I didn't catch a good enough glance. I didn't bother rewinding it to find out. I didn't care. They also happen upon Arnold, the fruit vendor, and Dennis, the vagrant from earlier. Everyone's sad. Yeah, they meet up with them out in the middle of... Oh, after they, they try to inspect the downed oh, craft. Yes. That's right. Yeah, Matt walks over to the uh, shot down craft. He doesn't find any any survivors, so he just he's like, oh, this is a drone. Yeah, another movie with drones. Yeah. Dennis, our vagrant, Leads them to his hideout. It's an abandoned mill. And then he's, I think he says, like, don't touch any of my stuff. <laughs> like, okay, okay, Does he? Okay, bro. Sure. Uh, um, fine. I think Jackson says, uh, oh, these must be aliens. Smartest person in the room. Matt and Amelia, they have a little fight outside. She's like, are you actually going to help this dude find his family? And he's like, yeah, of course I am. Uh, and then he yells at her. He's like, just give me a minute. I'm taking my medication. We actually... I don't think we ever find out what his medication is. I assume it has something to do with headaches or what yeah. have you. But it, did you feel... So you keep saying this guy when you're referring to Jingo Fett. Mm-hmm. That scene felt kind of weird to me. It felt like she was... Like, he he yells, can you give me a minute? Like, angrily, because she's out there asking him questions. He's in obvious pain. And then he, like, cows and apologizes. He simps it up. And... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Go ahead. No, I just, am I getting the wrong impression of that? Was he in the wrong in that little dis, disagreement, dispute, argument, whatever it was? Uh, it wasn't really a I fight. Th- it didn't last long enough to be a fight spat. I just, I don't think that the script or the scene or the movie did a very good job of, like, we don't know anything about these, these people yet. Like, we know very little. Right. I think what's going on is Amelia, Matt's significant other, is like, why did you promise this guy that you would help find his family? And if you really mean it, are you going to like act on it? Because mm-hmm. when when you're in a, a codependent relationship, your decisions not only impact you, they also impact the other person. I think they, sure. they're fighting because everyone is stressed. And she's like, why did you say that? And, you know, he's in, in obvious pain. You said it, you know, I, I think it was just a, I think it was just a dumb fight that couples have. Sure. And that he, I don't think he simped it up. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I didn't know how else to put it. I, I, I apologize. Was, yeah, I apologize. I don't think he was to, being cucked to or all of the, or anything. To all of the real simps out there. Uh, Sorry. I, I think he just he yelled at his wife or his paramour and was like, I shouldn't have yelled at you. I'm sorry. And then Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. The survival instincts start kicking in. People are like looking for supplies. They're scrounging taking stock of what they got i think dennis explains to bella that if you scrape the bark off of wood it doesn't smoke as much yeah which i don't know if that's true or not but i wasn't taught in any of my boy scout things that you're supposed to do that you just put the wood in the fire it might be true it might be true i don't know and it would make sense they don't want to have as much smoke that don't want to advertise marcus is trying to keep track of their supplies some guy named seth who uh we didn't even mention him but he was he's like a dj 
He's, yeah, the DJ who was at the charity yeah. rugby thing. The guy is, uh, how do I put it? He's worthless. <laughs> not in the you... storytelling sense. Well, yeah, not in a storytelling sense, but literally his character is kind of worthless. Like, he's a worthless yeah. person. I think he's one of the worst characters in the movie, but uh, we, we'll find out one later of... why. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's like talking smack to this kid, Marcus, and he, he's like, well, sorry, I'm trying to keep track of our supplies. Kind of brushes him off. Doesn't he call the kid Rain Man because he's calculating how much food they have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to be a prick, man. Yeah. Come yeah, on. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. We also didn't mention that this dude, Seth, gets shot by one of these laser beams, and then they they go they save him. Like, they go back yeah. for him. And yeah. then his method of payment for this great <laughs> sacrifice is to just be the wiseacre. Yeah. Like, okay. Thanks, man. In the next uh, it's the same, I guess it's a different scene, but the same location. Amelia, like, runs into the group and she's like, hey, you guys all need to see this. And they move, move to some clearing and they all look up and see a gigantic, I don't know if it's a spaceship. I assume well, it's a spaceship. Assuming. It, it was to get here, if right. it's not but now. I, but I didn't know if it was like a space station. I don't know if it's supposed to enter orbit. Mm. But it's just, it's a large craft and it kind of puts everything into perspective the group starts to actually fracture. One of the many times in which this group begins to crack. Jackson wants to leave. He's like, there's no point sticking around. We're dead. We can't fight these guys. Bella outs her father, Peter, that he was uh, he was one of the Bankstown boys. I, I looked it up. I found no reference for it, but it, he's a criminal. He spent seven years in the clink. Mm-hmm. He's been he's out killed for people. Month. Yeah, apparently he is a killer. And then Arnold says he was a sharpshooter in the army, but that was 30 years ago. So essentially, Matt tells Jackson that, you know, he's going to go look for Peter's family. He's going to find out what's going on. Jackson's like, you got 24 hours to figure something out. They arrive. It's Matt, Amelia, and I don't even remember who the third part. I think it's Dennis. Dennis. Arrive at a construction site. They start gathering supplies. They get hammers. And they hand him a hammer, and Dennis cements his status as the stupid comic relief of this movie uh, when he says, <laughs> you know, well, if I come across somebody, we'll build him a weapon and kill him with it. Like, yeah, we'll use this to build a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <sighs> we got jokes, huh? Intergalactic invasion, and you got jokes. Okay. okay. Yes. They come across prisoners. It's a large building. It looks like some sort of industrial area. Mm-hmm. There's these lasers. It, it is laser some sort of yeah it's created a pin pretty sure that's straight just the brotherhood of nod <laughs> laser fence chilling right there carry on another ship arrives um it's a big one it actually lands on top of this building that they're in yeah i actually have it wrote down it's huge it's definitely got an eye of sauron vibe with the yes. giant red glowy thing circular glowy object it is like when we say it's huge it, it is they shouldn't be able to see the top of it. That's how tall yeah. it is. But they, I mean, we can because they didn't think about that. It is <laughs> massive. I mean, so it's probably 60 stories. No. Maybe? No, it's way bigger More? than that. Yeah. More? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they were, they were on like a three-story building, and then they're, you can't even barely see that building next to that, that big thing, that big ship or station or whatever. We cut back to the abandoned house. Jackson's ready to bail again, and then Peter pulls a gun 
he pulls he pulls out like a chrome Beretta, uh, and nice. you know, if you're listening to this show and you don't live in the United States of America, uh, it is I believe in fact against the law for a convicted felon to own a firearm. It actually depends on the state, but in, in this in the U.S., it does depend on the state a hundred percent if you can get that right back or not. Yeah. But one month out. No, it is illegal. Yeah. If he was in the United States, it would be illegal for him to have that gun. Yeah, I, I don't know what the rules in Australia are for ownership of a firearm anyways, but I, I highly doubt that Jane Fett should have a gun. Uh, Matt, Amelia, and Dennis, they get back. Aliens show up. The, the aliens are always preceded by like these yellow lights. Yeah, coming from the ships. That indicate that they've arrived, and then they start a patrol throughout the building. Well, Matt and Peter start to fight one of the alien soldiers. Dennis is held up against a wall and gets robocopped. Like I actually have, I actually wrote down, gets yes. robocopped through the wall. Straight up. Then Arnold, he joins the fight with Peter and Jackson. They manage to actually kill both of them. One of the ways they do it is they take the weapon that these soldiers have and they blast it. So we know they can die and we yes. know that their weapons are effective on them. And the second method is a nine millimeter bullet in the face. They hold this alien down. Like four of them hold it down. Yeah. They lift his head up underneath. Uh, as it turns out, this is body armor. Lift his helmet up, point the gun at his neck, pull the trigger. Dead. Yeah, it does it. We get confirmation that they're aliens because Matt actually pulls the helmet off. He says, I see everything and nothing. Turns out these aliens can't see anything that is alive. Because they're standing in front of, there's a few people standing in and around the RV, and he can see part or all of them, but everyone else is yellow. Because they're blending so, in with all of the living, the vegetation yeah, around them. On grass, in front of some trees. So they're basically, the aliens invaded a planet that is mostly covered in veg, or at least an area of the planet that is mostly vegetation, uh, without the ability to discern one living object from another. Uh, <laughs> This is their I mean, this is their Achilles it's, heel. It's a war of the worlds all over again, man. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, we start the second half of this movie, or I guess the second portion of this movie, which is essentially a, a third, a red dawn. second, second portion, a second half. Yeah. It's a red dawn. Yes. Essentially, uh, they begin a resistance. I think it cut. It, I actually think it says eight months later. Yeah, they do a little montage and then say eight months later, but I think it's yeah. yeah I think it's eight months total. We get a nice little reference matt freeing people <laughs> we see them actually ambush patrols mm -hmm. they're breaking people out of these prison carriers that just look like shipping containers <laughs> and then we get our first shot of an alien with a cape hold on and uh, i'm sorry i have a very important question to ask you okay in this montage of red dawnness which character is patrick swayze i mean it's gotta be matt right is it matt is it not Django? Uh, well, I don't think any of them are Patrick Swayze. <laughs> uh, I think by the end of the movie, Amelia is Patrick Swayze. Maybe. But at this moment. I'm going to say Arnold. You think uh, Arnold? I mean, because he's doing the training. I okay. Think he's, like, he's standing out in the rain, and he's like, these guns aren't like anything you've seen before. That's a terrible That is Aussie so accent. bad. We just lost uh, our two Australian <laughs> listeners. Shoot. I'm not going to do it again. But anyways. We cut to another scene of Bella sitting in the RV and she's doing another vlog. While she's doing this vlog, Dennis is taking a shower in this really interesting, like, impromptu... Field shower, yeah. 
Yeah. And then he gets out and she's just staring at his abs. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Arnold and Matt are having a little talk. Uh, they're talking strategy about cutting people off. They talk about uh, how if you make the occupation so hazardous to the people doing the occupying that they'll be forced to leave. I don't know if that's true or not. but well, Too much bloodletting. This is after the eighth month jump. Right. And I don't expect it from this movie. But another th- another thing that I see in a lot of films that kind of bothers me. I get why. Django still has his beer belly. They've been eight months on the run, living in the woods, scavenging for supplies and food. <laughs> not, not that, yeah, no, actually, yes. Not, not to, not trying to fat shame Django Fett, but he should be a smaller person. I mean, there's the, there's a, what was it, Lost with that dude? <sighs> yeah. The same thing with Game of Thrones with yeah. Sam. And, I, like, and I've said the same thing about those shows. Yeah. Sam walks for miles. What is his intake that's a whole i'm sorry no i mean they, look there are a lot of reasons to be very critical about game of thrones and sam not losing a hundred pounds due to his which i think he i've been told he does in the books uh so oh, okay okay well there's a lot of things that happen in the books that are better than what happens in the show uh, do the books have a better ending i, I don't i don't think they've ended so who knows <laughs> it's ending yes sorry is teaching bella how to become a nurse yes she's giving her some basic training and then we get we see the aliens actually doing their first real response to these guerrilla tactics which is they poison a water hole yeah which they poison the water hole they and actually no one called it a water hole you called it a water hole but well, i mean it's a, it's a that's a woody reference y- yeah they force these refugees to higher ground the resistance we get a bunch more battle sequences. A couple people die. They bury some bodies. There's this really interesting scene where they're like putting the helmets of these dead aliens like on sticks. Yeah. And then we see that the either the same or a different cloaked soldier like approach it and see it. You know, it's got to be demoralizing at some point. I think that was the point. Yeah. Matt and Amelia are walking through some field. There's a girl who has like one good eye and she's got a rifle. Uh, she says they they tortured me. They're using us to plant their food, and then she hands them a metal and yellow thing. Immediately after she hands it to him, she gets captured, and then they engage in a like a hand to hand combat fight with another one of these aliens. But Amelia, well, Matt is being choked. He's being strangled. He's being lifted off the ground, and then uh, Amelia <laughs> smacks the alien in the face with a hammer. Yeah, cool. Real cool. We, this scene doesn't end, but we switch perspectives. Now it's Arnold and Jackson talking about explosives and detonators, and they blow up more of these shipping containers. They run away, but Amelia kind of lags behind, and she sees that these alien soldiers are helping other aliens away from this explosion. Civilian-looking aliens. They're not wearing armor. Yeah, it's like yeah. They're small smaller. ones that aren't wearing any armor, would appear to be children. They get back to their camp. They are full-on... Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. They're Straight in a up. forest. You know, if these aliens can't see anything that's alive, why not be in one with the woods, right? Yeah. They go into a tent, and apparently Jackson, Bella, and Marcus have captured one of these aliens and have cut his hands off, or one of his hands, and have him chained up to an engine block. Did they cut his hand off, or did is it just did it maybe just happen in an accident? They don't really... I... I... I 
I got a definite sense of torture from this scene. Yeah. But I'm, it's one of the things I was going to ask you about. Like, how did you feel about them torturing one of these aliens? Like, I don't. So, first off, they're stupid. The thing, <laughs> they have a tracker. We searched him. Like, he still has, you took his helmet off. That's that's all you did. You don't know what metal that is. You don't know if he has implants that are going to be tracked. Uh, there's no so the, the whole the whole idea was was not was not smart, especially and if you're gonna capture somebody and question or interrogate them in this scenario, you capture them in the field, you interrogate them there, and then you shoot them and you leave. Sure. They so they're trying to and they do over the next couple of scenes. They they play up this whole the whole morality thing like, oh, we can't torture a prisoner or can we do this? Do we that? Blah blah blah. And this scene, the sequence would it very well and we keep comparing it if this type of scene was in red dawn fantastic scene this is an enemy soldier he doesn't have a choice is a russian or cuban or whatever it was um i think it was both uh, in the old movie i think with north koreans or something in the new one. Oh god yeah who knows but in this instance you're talking about an, an alien race that is wiping it's not occupation they're systematically turning y'all into slaves and or humanity into slaves and killing you mm-hmm. so i feel I'm willing to be dissuaded, but yeah, torture the hell out of the thing, man. Who who cares? I'm 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 in for it, and I guess, and that's not where the movie ends up or where the direction it goes or what have you. But I'm definitely on the side of uh, yeah, this thing doesn't have human rights. Yeah, I mean it because uh, it's not human. It, it came to our I say our it comes to our planet to take it. In this scene, Amelia says to Matt, Columbus discovered America and Cook discovered Australia. They were never the same. Like, this is... Yeah, yeah. There is very much, like, a big political... Kind of out of nowhere. Amelia, she's the one who kind of saw that there were civilians with them, so she's starting to maybe see them as people. But... She's outvoted at this point. You agree with which part? I agree with you. Yeah. That's the thing is like this is no this isn't a negotiation. These aliens came and attacked as soon as they arrived. Like there wasn't yeah. any sort of misunderstanding between our leadership. They didn't come with a peace accords and then we accidentally killed one of their leaders. They arrived and yeah. started shooting at us. Yep, straight so, up. Like I one even no... says later, if we have to kill to take it, we're gonna do it. And I'm like, ah, yeah, all right. The crux of this scene is that Jackson captured this alien soldier. He directly disobeyed Matt and Peter. He even says, we've been listening to you for months. It's time maybe we listen to a different voice. So Matt and Peter have their, I don't know if they're the leaders or whatever, but they have they're, their... They're kind of the de facto leader leaders. They have of... their, their representation directly challenged. Amelia and Matt kick Marcus out of the tent. Peter kicks Bella out of the tent. Everyone else leaves. And then Amelia, st- I think she goes back into the tent. Yes. And shows the alien the. Uh, oh, I, I just, I just, just put on here that it was a holocron. Uh, I didn't even. Yeah, know it's what kind else of a holocron it. type look thing. Like, this whole bit, this whole scene, I just wanted to smack her so hard. Like you don't know what this alien device is. You're gonna hand sure. it to him. He pushes some buttons and it pops up a giant map. But it could have easily been a grenade. Yeah. A tracking device of some sort. Uh, yeah. there, it could have been a billion things. And she's like, I'm going to trust it. Like, <laughs> Don't. You should have went back in there, shot it between the eyes, and then, you know, ordered someone else to bury it. I don't know what y'all do with them. I don't know. Uh, well, I get what they're trying to push the plot towards. They just did it very poorly. 
And they don't come back to this plot thread for way too long. Matt walks back into the tent area and he snatches the holocron out of her hands. He's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then she leaves. Yeah. Great question, Matt. Our scene cuts. Dennis uh, is talking to Bella. She's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, this is, I don't remember the exact number, but it's over $9,000. And he just throws it in the fire. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, it's it's money. Like, yeah. It, what am I going to do with it? It no longer has any sort of real value. And she throws her cell phone into the fire as well. And then he hands her a sketch. Yeah. Should have thrown that in the fire. How did you feel <laughs> was- about how did you feel about oh no the, no it's fine yeah no the the sketch itself was good sorry how did you feel about, about the them throwing this stuff in the fire i mean there was some symbology there yeah or symbolism if you don't get it made reference. a lot of sense that he threw the money in the fire i mean i could i could use nine thousand dollars right now but truth. It, <laughs> truth the last time we saw her cell phone she was recording things for whoever she's like hey if we don't make it this is for whomever finds it I thought that was really cool of her to do, to take kind of a modern thing, vlogging, and kind of tie it to their current predicament. And then the well, next time we see it, she throws it away. So I, I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't know. I, I get it. And I get it was about letting go of the past. And I get, this, I get the symbology. I like the symbology. I just wish they had picked something different because I, I liked what she was doing. I wouldn't have minded more moments like that during montages and things like that with the, I mean, the phone. Maybe the battery finally died. Well, they showed her charging it in the RV at one point, you know? They don't have the RV anymore. Oh, yeah, I guess. So, Matt is in the tent with the alien. Peter arrives. Arnold also arrives. And I think Jackson's in there, but Jackson leaves. Yeah. Because Vanessa, I think he gets called out because she needs to talk to him about their situation because she is fully pregnant. We kind of gloss. We didn't. Well, I don't say we kind of gloss. We didn't even talk about it. She is like. Well, it's been eight I months. I think she's about to pop. I, I believe I mean. in our viewers' ability yeah. to, to know basic Fair things and time. And she was barely pregnant, and now she's very pregnant. Yeah. And Peter beats this alien to death with a baseball bat. Yeah. Was it a baseball bat? I assume it's a baseball bat because it breaks. and you Yeah, see he like breaks it on his the alien's skull, yes. A large like portion the, of it flies yeah. over his shoulder, and he's holding what appears to be the handle and it's thinner i assume is a baseball bat yeah dennis and bella they, are off do they play baseball in australia yeah or maybe it's a cricket bat well no i would think i'd recognize a cricket bat i've seen Shaun of the dead you got to know what a crumpet is before you know what cricket is <laughs> bella and dennis they sneak off and have a nice little intimate moment in the rain Ugh, yeah arnold is disappointed with both pete and matt and he's like you know we this isn't this isn't how we should be and then Matt's like, well, we got to leave. We got to settle up for a raid and get our people out of there. Uh, I want to attack the factory and get our people out. Amelia is off by herself. She has long left Matt. They had a fight, essentially. Uh, you know, he tells her that he loves her and that he chooses no life but the one that they have already chosen. Right. So that was an interesting moment. If you're, I, I mean, I hope the situation never happens, but, you know, if if we're in the middle of an intergalactic invasion and my wife and I have a disagreement on how we should treat prisoners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's off by herself. You're going to, you're going to simp it up is what you're trying to say. You're going to be like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. She finds some people working in a field. Yes. They appear to be like planting with their hands, some kind of weird yellow <sighs> thing. Yes. Which she sneaks in and steals. They have spaceships. 
capable of interplanetary interstellar travel. They have a huge, like, have super futuristic technology and guns and weapons and hovercraft, but we're going to have to take these, you know, 30 humans as slaves and make them dig holes by hand. We don't have machines for that. Well, I mean, it's all part of the dehumanization process. Uh, I thought the dehumanization process is when they just murder them. That's pretty dehumanizing. Not to mention where this goes, you know? Yeah. Peter actually confronts Dennis about these sketches. He's like, I saw you. He's like, you need to stay away from my daughter. Yeah. Well, it's a little too late. They did the deed. (laughs) He kind of like, he has a grin on his face in this entire moment. Well, I thought Peter was going to, Peter just got done beating an alien to death with a stick. Like I'm, I'm waiting for him to just pop off, you know? And then Vanessa decides that it's time to have a baby. (laughs) She goes into labor that's uh, how Jackson it happens. Is, <laughs> she yeah. just decides to go into labor right then. <laughs> this oh, is, this man. is my time. This is my time. Uh, <laughs> Jackson, Arnold, a couple of the other guys are out. They're all on that raid. Getting supplies ready. Yeah, they're on. They're getting ready for that raid. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, we can talk about that in a minute. But um, <laughs> so he's not around for her. We get a cut to Amelia being flashed by very bright light. The very next moment we have is Dennis running, and he he leaves. Vanessa and Peter and Seth and Bella and he runs to find Jackson he arrives as they are stripping a truck down I don't know what parts they're gonna find on a truck that's been turned over but whatever yeah aliens attack as it turns out when they beat this alien to death apparently it set off some sort of communication or tracking system because we get a cut to the dead alien's lifeless body in a like a flashing light the aliens have found the camp. It's a counterattack. Yeah. Well, I thought that was people. the uh, it was the little the holocron was glowing in some gear. That no, was, I think it was something was completely different. Yeah, I think it was just the dead alien's body. Like maybe they've got like a failsafe. Oh, oh interesting. If someone had only yeah. thought of that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. They pull Vanessa's Vanessa out of the camp because they're being raided. Right. Well, they put her somewhere. Like they have a bed and a mattress. Yeah. Yeah. That are that seem to be specifically set aside for her because she is pregnant. Sure. She's screaming about how she's screaming because she's giving birth and it's not a pleasant experience. Well, I think she says that this this feels wrong. Things yeah, are happening things are, too fast. Yes, yes. Something's wrong. It's irregular too fast. And everyone's telling her it's going to be okay. And I think that that's stressing her out more um, yeah. because she's the nurse and knows better. And yeah. so she's not appreciating them lying to her. They will, they pull her out of this bed. Yes. And now they are in the woods. It's raining. Yep. She's screaming. Seth is freaking out. Um, he tries to get her to be quiet by shoving his belt into her mouth to bite down, but she doesn't bite down because she needs to yell. Yeah. Well, she does for a little bit. And I thought that was actually pretty clever. Like here, you know, bite down on something. Well, you know, what's clever is he picks up a pipe and is about to, cave her skull in yes i legit clenched up during this the everyone is being murdered in the camp they're just outside the camp they haven't been seen he's freaking out about them he is being just as loud as she is by the way yelling at her to to be quiet or they're gonna get killed in this moment what was his name seth seth yeah seth decides to do the first proactive thing he's done the entire (laughs) time and kill her (laughs) he decides to commit a murder and peter does stop him yeah so he does not commit the murder but i I legit 
like set up and clinch, I was, if, I don't know. I don't know how I would have reacted if he had just yeah. killed the pregnant lady as yeah, she was, was giving birth. I woed out loud. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It was very startling. Uh, and then Peter gets to commit another murder. Yeah, there's a well. Is it a murder? Wow, it's in it's manslaughter. You're right. My bad. Uh, I don't know how it is in Australia, in America, manslaughter, in self defense or defense of others. Yeah, yeah. He snaps his neck. Yeah, like straight straight up. It's a girl. It's a baby girl. Yeah. They she names her Allison, and then she dies. Apparently, there's a lot of blood. There was an issue with this pregnancy or this birth. I don't think she was in perfect health after hiding out in the woods the entire pregnancy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have it here for like I have reasons question mark and then I have just was it a broken heart? Uh, <laughs> no, this is slightly better storytelling <laughs> than I've decided yeah. to die. All right. Well, so when I, we talked about how she mentioned everything was happening too fast, but like what could anybody do? You know what I mean? There's nothing that they can do to stop the birth. There's nothing they can do to stop the aliens from killing the people in the camp. There's nothing they can do to make her better. Right. It's probably the saddest scene in the entire movie. Oh God! It, not only is it it's it's super sad, and I, I want to say well shot with the different cuts and Jackson running back. Uh, uh, you said you wanted to talk about that. We'll get we we can do that if you like from their little fight. I thought yeah. it was really well so, shot. I thought the rain. I thought the whole bit. The her yelling. The blood and. Bella doing her best, and then of course the struggle between Peter and Seth after Seth tries to murk her. I thought it was really well. I thought it was really good. And then, and then, they're standing, they're sitting in the rain, holding the baby, looking around, trying to figure out what to do or whatever. And Bella has the stupidest look on her face. <laughs> She's smiling a little bit, and one eye is twitching, and the other one isn't. And she looks, I don't, is she drugged out of her mind? Like, what is, I, I really want you to I rewatch just shocked. that little bit. No, yeah. it's, I'm going to say <laughs> it. I have not said this about any movie we've watched, but uh, not a good actress. <laughs> just not. Just, yeah, I swear she was smiling, holding that baby, sitting, basically cowering over the dead mother four feet away from another dead body as the sound of all of their friends and their little mini group that they've built, uh, they've red donned into existence has slowly, is slowly being murdered and she's smiling. Fair enough. Uh, You should rewatch that scene and tell me I'm wrong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it right now. Please do pull it up. I'll pause by pause. I mean, sit here patiently. Uh, I don't see a smile. I see a girl in, in, well, okay. There's like a slight smile. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I rewound it. I watched it again. I watched <laughs> that little. Well, I mean, I don't. You know, I watched just that little bit again because I was very confused by what I was seeing. We we kind of gloss over it, but the supply group is they get ambushed. Yes. Yes. Are... After Jackson leaves to run back to Vanessa. Yeah. Well, yeah. while he's running towards, he's running up a hill. Right. And then they get ambushed. A bunch of people in the group die. Marcus and Dennis kind of step it up. They grab some guns. They start shooting some aliens. Matt takes one to the dome. He doesn't get shot in the head. He gets hit, but he hits his head against. Yeah. He gets blasted up against like a the truck, 
and knocks yeah. himself out essentially. And right when they're about to get overrun, the military shows up. Yep. And you get the familiar sound of a 50 caliber Browning familiar? machine gun opening fire. It's familiar. Yeah, it's just a familiar, you know, you hear it as one does. Um, I, I've played a lot of video games and watched a lot of movies. I know exactly what a 50 caliber did machine you, gun sounds did like. Did you expect Marcus? Because Amelia doesn't know Marcus is out on this raid or what have you. Did you expect him to get shot in the scene? I expected him to get shot, hurt or, uh, hurt or killed. There were a lot of things I expected from Marcus's character, so and none of them happened. Well, so, lucky I, you, there's a sequel, and he's in the only <laughs> promo image of that sequel, so <laughs> <sighs> maybe maybe it'll work out for you. But, uh, <laughs> the military saves the day. They kill all the aliens. Everyone's in shock. We arrive in like a, like a military situation. Well, it's like a tent city, yes. little forward operating base, I guess you should call it. Yeah. No one has any insignia on their uniforms. Matt is in the medical tent. Marcus leads Amelia to him. And then we get a scene of Jackson holding his baby. And then I noticed that this group is specifically devoted to killing these aliens because they've got like a bunch of their skulls on their vehicles. Yeah. Like, around their yeah. base. So. Yeah. Well, Matt's in coma number two. Yeah. <laughs> How many comas can one person have oh. before they just before it's no longer a coma and just a vegetative state? I I don't know. Not a medical professional. That's a horrible luck. There's a briefing. Apparently the big ship that we saw like overhead at the beginning of the movie, it's in the atmosphere enough to where it's causing some atmospheric issues. It's flooding cities. They talk about how governments are gone, people are dying, but they think that the factory where Matt, Amelia, and Dennis first saw the people uh, being rounded up into that pen, they think some kind of bioweapon is being produced there. Yeah. Their intelligence reports that, that it has been moved to Sydney. Where are they getting their intelligence from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this, the remnant of this military, I, I, I have it written down as the army. They're like, well, you guys, you know, we're not the main force of the military, but we want to attack this factory to create a distraction. Um, you guys know the land the best. Help us with the factory. That way we can free some of your people. That'll divert our enemy's forces back here, and then we'll attack Sydney and then destroy the bioweapon. Jackson says no. He just kind of, he leaves. Well, he's got his kid. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like the most, everyone was like, why are you leaving? I'm like, dude, he's, that's like the most responsible thing <laughs> anyone has died, done man. in this yeah. entire movie. Amelia's talking to Matt. I think she she finds a package for antidepressants. So I guess Matt has been taking antidepressants, mm. which based on his behavior and some of his symptoms, I think he might be suffering from CTE. Possibly. You know, which is yeah. uh, cognitive failure due to uh, repeated brain trauma. They come up with a really good plan. There's a guy named Davis, who's, I guess, their liaison within the military. Amelia asks him, he's like, what do you th what's our plan? And he's like, it's a good plan, cause a distraction, freeze the, free the prisoners, and save the planet. Yeah. Okay. Straight up. We get a cool little scene of them rough riders rough riding. They're mounted <laughs> up on their vehicles. They've all yeah. got these kitted out weapons. They're being handed armor-piercing rounds. Yeah. That and typical, then, let's prepare for the firefight in the vehicle, not beforehand. Yeah. And, and all the army guys, military, whomever, they're all in body armor and helmets and radios. And they're like, thanks, civilians. Uh, <laughs> we, You got shirts, right? All right, you're good. We had extra shirts, but 
I guess you don't need them. They handed them nothing. Just a few guns. They arrive, like, I guess, near the factory. And this is the part of the... This is where the... It's so strange that a movie falls apart in such a specific place. The moment I realized this movie had some serious issues is when they, like, arrive at their destination and a bunch of these aliens are just standing in the road. Well, you notice that... Yeah, it's, that's the that's the indie film type B movie thing going on. It's not. It's you notice that they're on either side of the wheat field. Now the aliens are making them plant their own little plants so they have their their food, but they don't get rid of the wheat because they made a deal when they rented that land to make this movie that they couldn't hurt the wheat. So all the filming takes place in in gaps between the wheat for the most part. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm specifically referring to the part when they're driving down the road. And they're like, the aliens are here. And then they're just standing in the road. Oh, I must have like, blacked that out. Yeah. If, if you want to get I to the timestamp. I thought they were a, in between. I thought that they, it wasn't just a road, but I thought they were in between the... Uh, no, like this is a path. Like, this is a dirt path. They're just standing in it. Like, all these aliens are just hanging out. Like, why would they do that? I don't know. I had a big problem. What's the timestamp? Well, I've, I sent you a picture. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's dumb. Well, that anyway, this is when the movie broke down for you, huh? No, I, an hour and a I half in, you were like, I "Oh, this might not be good." Uh, it wasn't going to work for me. No, the that's so, the wheat field. That's like that's exactly what I was thinking of. I'm telling it you, they, curves. You see the you see it's it's I just guess, a dirt yeah, path. It is a curves. dirt path. It is a road. You're okay. right. But I just I guess I saw the field and was like, "Why aren't we driving?" Fair enough. Not um, on the road, but you, well, you're good. They do turn off and arrive at the same field in which Amelia saw the plants. Yes. They lose radio contact. They're, we're back Ooh. at the military base. The colonel's like, this is a trap. The The weapon was never moved. It's still at the factory. Yeah, she just it's just gut feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. Jackson springs into action. He goes and wakes up Matt. He's like, we got to save our friend he goes and wakes him up he, he's, he's the nurse is like he's off the ventilator just a matter of time before he wakes up from his coma <laughs> and he starts shaking him violently and he splashes a bucket of what i hope is water same <laughs> same is oh god i hope it's water uh on his face and wakes him up um, <laughs> uh, yeah so Matt's like, go get, he's like, go get a car or whatever. Go get my gear, whatever he's doing. Jackson goes and visits Arnold. And he's like, hey, man, you got to take care of my kid. Yeah. He pulls up in a smart car with a <laughs> bunch of car batteries piled up in a little. Yeah. Pl- I liked fence. it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, no, I thought it was really neat. I actually, it has like six car batteries strapped to the front of it to like power it up. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's great. A few moments after they drive away, aliens have discovered the, the uh, army base and they start attacking. But as they discover the base, it's the exact moment where Amelia's team attacks the field. Apparently, they have to go through this field in order to get to this factory, which doesn't make any sense because in a few moments we'll find out why. There's some great slow-mo moments. Is it because the field is like 40 by 50 yards and you could just walk around it? Is that why? No, I'll tell you why. But before we do that, let's talk about this kind of battle sequence. So it's, yeah, they just walk across. They just run across the field shooting guns. Like they had the element of surprise. Why didn't they form? Like why didn't they create some sort of kill zone or crossfire? 
they could have split up into two groups snuck around the side wow. of these aliens and then gunned them down through the middle like it's clear no. that none of them have ever played counter-strike yeah. <laughs> easy flanking tactics uh <laughs> The, the reason why I said this is dumb is because in the in this exact scene, Matt and Jackson drive up to the facility. They park their car and then go into the facility. Like, how? Yeah. What? So they're already where this other group is trying to get to. Well, yes. no, they did say, okay, so a small defense of this. They did say the plan was to free the people on the way. So it's not necessarily that it's, this is in their way. It's just this is also. I mean, I th- yeah. I thought it was that they were on their way to the factory to free the people in the factory, and then they get. Well, and, they saw these people, and like, oh yeah, we'll we'll free well, them. What they saw is a bunch of aliens standing on the road for no reason, and they turn off. <laughs> and then they stop, get out of their vehicles, <sighs> and then find these people in the field. Look, here's the okay. thing. Here's the thing. You're right. I'm, this is the worst You're part not, of this movie. It, this whole <laughs> this whole third act with them teaming up with the military, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like I get what they're trying to do, but it really feels. I'm, I'm jumping ahead to final thoughts a little bit, but just to get this out, this feels like a movie that should have been a television show mm. because there are too many characters. They all have arcs, character arcs that are squeezed. They're squeezed into a very little little bit of time or just kind of they just leap from point a to point b without much explanation and then you get season two where they're teamed up with the military like you, you know what i'm saying feels like it should have been a different medium because it's not well, shot horribly and it's got decent special effects they do it a good they do a good job of doing what they're trying to do they just as far as the, I think the visuals was, go but they just yeah this was a television show was it it's called it was called defiance Oh God bless America! You, uh, you tricked me. I was just starting to Google. Uh, I was like, "What? Wikipedia didn't say anything about what was." Uh, uh, anyways, we uh, should okay. All right. We'll, so we'll I say going. also during this battle sequence, the the, the aliens pull out a cool like mounted. I was gonna say mounted yeah. machine gun, but like a lightning gun that just like obliterates things. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, the humans should have lost in about four seconds right after that happened. Well, no, they were they they were piles of dirt that they were able to get behind. I forgot how lightning doesn't <laughs> travel through dirt, plasma, whatever. You're absolutely right. That's my bad for my bad science and just oh god. Uh, I so this is <laughs> the the one the my favorite part of this whole battle scene is as uh, Amelia gets up and is running forward, firing her gun. She is like 98.5% my creative character from Ghost Recon. <laughs> Just straight up. The same gun, the same hair, the, the hat, the, the everything. It was uncanny. These guys, it was the, these I guys said it out very... loud. I was like, oh, this ghost, my Ghost Recon character is on a, in a movie shooting aliens. That's kind of yeah. cool. Now that you mentioned it, I think every, everyone in this movie was very like, Ubisoft mil- like military <laughs> shooter. Was. Like there was a lot of division going on. Yeah. Lot... Yeah, yeah. Straight up. They're just yeah. Uh so Matt and Jackson have snuck into the factory. <laughs> They've snuck they... into the factory, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they, oh. they snuck into the factory that no one could get to, apparently. They kill two guards, which doesn't alert anyone to their presence, apparently. Yeah. They can't get this console to work, so they just shoot it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing works. Blast it. Oh, sorry. 
we no, you forgot you, you forgot about Matt's disappearing scar. Oh, did it disappear? No, it, sorry, it appeared. When he wakes up from his coma, he takes the bandage off of his head, and there's nothing there. There's like a couple little red marks. Then every scene after that, he has a like long one to two oh, inch yeah. long scar, which I'm pretty oh. sure changed lengths at least once. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, yeah, no, I just sorry. We no. <laughs> we're Great jumping catch. back. We're jumping back. Great catch, man. Well, it stuck out. I was like, that wasn't because I remember thinking, like... why did he have that bandage on? There's nothing on his head. And then two minutes later, like, where did that come from? That is massive. Continuity error. Yeah. We got a continuity error here. Yeah. It's like when I showed everyone in that episode of a new or that in a new hope when that stormtrooper bangs his head on the door. Like, <laughs> that's not really a catch. continuity error. That's just No, I'm just saying that's a good catch, buddy. That's a good catch. Th- oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Jackson is gonna go he's gonna plant some explosive devices. Matt rolls up on a console, uh, and he shoots one guy and he's about to shoot the other one when he pulls the trigger and his i guess his gun finally ran dry and then he just clunks this dude in the dome and knocks him down and then he makes a he puts, he makes a rugby reference he's isn't he is this when he's holding no never mind i'm sorry i'm jumping ahead no i'm jumping ahead yeah. he puts the holocron on a console and we get this holographic map that appears it just shows a bunch of different scenes of earth and other planets and then he grabs I'm just going to call this the MacGuffin from now on. But he grabs a prism-like container that has some yellow liquid in it. Yeah, it's a yellow picks... container with clear liquid in it. Fair enough. Possibly. And as he's looking at this and examining it, the guy who he smacked with his gun and then didn't coup de gras <laughs> stands up behind him. <laughs> but another alien shows up, and this guy appears to be some sort of leader because he's actually... He speaks English. Yeah. This is what you were talking about earlier. Um, he says humans with such disdain. It like drips from his lips. Matt calls him out. He says, you came here because you had no other choice. And he's like, yeah, and we'll kill all the humans if we have to. Yep. And you cling to a planet that you don't even care for, which which was another... Heavy-handed, out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys. We cut to a scene at the, the, the field. Davis, their military liaison, we didn't talk about it, but he he tells Amelia that he's he has a plan, and then he just runs away, and then he's gonna take out the turret with the guy with the the cape is gunning down his peoples. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't know how he managed to make it to the turret. Oh, they laid down covering fire with their Whatever. fully automatic M16s that they suspiciously never have to reload. <laughs> they engage in some like in a in a quick hand to hand combat brawl. He appears to die because this guy just like steps on his neck and yep. eventually stops moving. And then helichoppers arrive. They're, I think they're called tigers. I don't know if that's actually what they are. They're called helicopters. Well, no, no, tigers, they, they are, them. tigers are a big cat known for having stripes. They name these particular helicopters tigers. That's a stupid so, name. Tigers don't even fly. Hey, cobras don't fly. Apaches don't fly. Ugh. Yeah, I would say that black hawks don't fly, but I'm sure there are hawks that are black that, that fly. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh man! So they start strafing the field, uh, shooting down some of the the air the alien aircraft. The alien aircraft start shooting down some of the heli- the helicopters. It appears that humanity is gains the upper hand. Yeah, uh, for a moment, and then the aliens like I guess regain control. But it, it's at this moment where Peter's wife sparks the rebellion 
seeing these aliens you know being attacked by these brave soldiers they decide to stop being slaves and become part of the attacking force and they yeah. charge the aliens from behind and without any guns without any weapons manage to disarm and defeat several of these heavily armed and armored aliens and as the commander turns around to see what's happening davis who didn't get his throat crushed by this guy stands up and like gets on the turret and just blows this guy apart which i thought was pretty neat yeah yeah that was pretty cool he was a cool character you you, you mentioned yeah when he's talking about peter's wife she was in the field that's the yes. group yes that were yes the uh the uh the the forced labor also known as slavery so matt, but yes matt has uh he we cut back to the factory matt has run away from the guards or the aliens uh he has the MacGuffin. yes and he he finds a radio and he gets a hold of amelia they exchange their their love and their words and he essentially is like i'm gonna sacrifice myself to make sure that this doesn't fall into enemy hands right and i think this is the rugby moment you're talking about jackson runs in front of him Mm -hmm. and he tosses the MacGuffin to jackson but i don't think that was a good idea because jackson gets shot moments (laughs) later well no just before that while he's holding the MacGuffin, he like dodges an alien and knocks him down with it and calls the calls the alien a rookie <laughs> i guess i missed it yeah so he oh, no. and they're you know and, and if you recall at the beginning of the movie these are the jackson and him are the they're the old captain and the new captain they weren't working well together and now throughout this whole scene they're working well together as they save humanity it's cheesy as hell yeah i agree jackson's laying on the ground he's been shot he's yelling at matt he's like take care of my take care of my daughter like take care like he keeps screaming it as he's shooting his gun yeah. yeah, you know, it was his, his last stand. I don't know why this guy didn't get shot earlier because he takes out everybody with his gun. Uh, <laughs> like, he, I, I counted, I think, I stopped counting at nine. He shoots, like, nine aliens in this scene. Well, the aliens shot, uh, are also strategically bumbling through a hallway yeah. <laughs> with no exactly. cover. I mean, the leader dude who is all sinister with the beer belly and speaking English, he's dead. Yeah. Matt's like, you gotta... No, no, you gotta. I gotta get you back to Vanessa. And Jackson's like, she's dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't dawn on me. Like they rode all the way over here, and Matt's not like, hey, catch me up. Yeah, hey, how's your wife? How's your girl doing? How's everything? Where's everything at? There's lots of explosions. We have cut back to the field. There's more explosions. People not looking at the explosions, running away from them. Oh yeah. And then Jackson detonates the explosives. Now we only saw him plant like two double stack did he plant like, two of them i only saw him plant one i think he like puts his arm behind something mm. and then moves and then we see later that he has planted the other okay. one okay yeah um, i don't i don't think that's right but i also am not gonna watch this movie again yeah. so you were 100 percent correct well he detonates the explosives yep can c4 do that much damage because it blows it, this ship can that up. much c4 do that much damage <laughs> probably not it, yeah no no fair enough no i'm just i'm gonna i was gonna say well maybe there's a weak spot in the bottom of the ship right in the opening <laughs> where but it wouldn't be that easy would it but no it blows the whole freaking thing yeah. up it's ridiculous well and it and actually to kind of contradict myself right away because that's what it's that's what it means to be human they were using that factory to build that bioweapon which they conveniently just left in the factory and didn't like take up into the ship sure. so maybe whatever was connecting from the factory to the ship 
maybe there was a draft, a backdraft up it, and that's what caused the, the explosion. You knew it was what chemicals were in there or whatever. I will say, if that entire ship, with how big it is, blew up, debris would be raining down for days. We didn't mention that Jackson detonates this as Matt is running away yes. in the facility. Yes. So we just assume that both of them died. Yeah, you assume that both of them... They want us to assume that both of them died, but right. I'm not stupid. Sure. Sorry. Well, debatable. Uh, you oh, wow. watched this movie. I did. Uh, you, <laughs> God, you, you picked it out. Uh, so while the building and ship are exploding... We hear over the radio that the Sydney operation was a success. When the ship explodes, all the aliens stop and turn around. The aliens that are at the military base, the aliens that are, that are at the field, they turn around and look and see the explosion and then essentially just give up. Yeah. That's when we cut to Amelia walking through the military base and they're saying the Sydney operation was a success. You know, they're running. We got them running scared. And then she glances over and sees Matt leather jacket and baseball catcher armor yeah i'm sure it's not baseball armor but yeah he's handing over this mcguffin to mm-hmm. i guess what it, i assume is military intelligence i don't know people in uniform yeah there's lots of people being reunited arnold asks where jackson is and then the baby starts crying immediately there's some nice symbolism there and then matt breaks the news that he found out that the aliens came to Earth because this was their only chance to survive. Apparently they ruined their home planet. And then Amelia cuts the bonds of one of these alien soldiers in the middle of the military base. Yep. Well, and there's it's a, it's a soldier and there's a couple civilians with them, right? Sure. I'm not entirely sure who empowered Amelia to make decisions on behalf of all of humanity, but she sure as hell... <sighs> <laughs> she, she really did take a leap. Well... It's kind of fits her character with the way she was treating Matt early on. She makes decisions. She knows what's best and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like that's that's been her defining, I guess, characteristic this entire movie is she's yeah. super capable. She's a bit of a Mary Sue, not overly done, but she does no wrong. Everything she does progresses. Like She has no faults. They get an argument and other people apologize to her. So it's... You know, yeah. it is what it is. I liked her. I have nothing nothing against her as a character. That's just who she is and what, what she is in the story. Fair enough. She puts her hand out. The alien accepts it after a few moments. And then Arnold hands the baby over to Pete and his reunited family. He, Amelia, Matt, Dennis, Marcus, they're going to go fight the good fight. I actually noticed that I have the exact shirt that Arnold is wearing in this scene. Like the same color, <laughs> the same cut, everything. The scene jumps to Sydney. Yes. We get an over, like a, a a voiceover of that. There's still rogue alien elements that won't join humans. But then they charge up a hill with the Australian flag. And then they're like, yeah. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I it was cool. I'm, I'm being from America. I'm so used to people brandishing the American flag in moments like that. So it was cool to see. Yeah. I mean, it was the same kind of symbolism that I'm It's kind of old, but it was cool to see a different flag. Sure. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So that was the movie. There was an alien with them. And they did the thing. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I finished the credits. There was no extra scene. Yep. Nothing went on during it. So, so I guess that begs the question. Yeah. Was this a good movie? No. 
<laughs> it wasn't good. If you, oh my goodness, I, I think that it it's gets a little. It'll probably get some praise. I don't know. I've never seen an Australian film before that I'm aware of. I pro I might have. So the fact that I did see this film, maybe it's maybe there's some things I'm missing, culturally speaking and some of the dialogue or what have you that might make it a little better so i'll i'll give it that tiniest tiniest benefit of the benefit of the doubt there uh but no it's not a good movie not even just as a generic action sci-fi flick you're better off watching almost anything else yeah i mean i'm gonna say the same thing i said at the when we watched 3020 yeah. this was two hours this Thanks. was way too long yeah this i also agree i do not think this was a good movie like i said before there's way too many someone there are way too many things being juggled way too many plot lines way too many plots way too many mm -hmm. different directions um just a bunch of stuff that didn't make any sense overall i just i did not enjoy it so yeah that's all i had to say i don't want to talk about this movie anymore <laughs> uh, i I, I will say the the one thing you know never mind uh, you know no no say what you're gonna say the, the one thing, and I'm going to cut this, the one thing that might make me go back and recommend this movie is if the sequel is good. Like, if the sequel is good and relies on the first movie, then maybe. But okay. I highly doubt that happens. I will hold that... I will not say that until I watch the second one six, seven months from now. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You just told me that you and a friend of yours watched a bunch of Star Trek movies. Two through Nemesis. Why didn't you watch the first one? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, that's the answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, It's I don't remember, it's not bad. It's just slow as, can't, it's slow as molasses, man. I just can't sit through it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it is not the worst Star Trek film. No. We can spend another podcast ranking the Star Trek films in which I tell you, in which we, we will get more arguments. <laughs> well... I want to thank everyone for listening. This was uh, another episode of B-Roll by the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I'm the other host, Anthony. And we want to say thanks for listening. Uh, you know, if you liked what you heard, like, subscribe, follow, give me a five-star review. Tell me if you liked it. Tell me if you didn't like it. Shoot us an email at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. even think those are the words to that song <laughs> i i don't know the words to that song come on mikey b when a man loves a woman can't keep his mind on nothing else he'll trade the world for a good thing he's found If she is bad He can't see it She can't do no wrong Turn his back on his best friend If he puts her down <laughs>